Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gamblers Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about what up world you're listening to the full goal with jason golf presented by the ringer a spotify original yeah how y'all gentlemen doing man how's everybody doing how's the weekend how's look at my guys they look refreshed uh, they look like the, the last couple of days treated them decent enough that all could be a lie right because <laughs> guess what guess what Today, was, what episode is this? 256? Six? All right, 256? Yeah. This is the episode that is a safe space for fathers because it is Father's Day when we're sitting here recording, right? And it's episode 256 of the Full Go Podcast. We have two fathers and a father-to-be on this thing. You already heard their voices. Uh, uh, well, I just want to, I just want to actually point out one thing. If you go back a couple of uh, pods ago, uh, the last couple of guests that we've had on have seen that Tony Gill's um, screen name is goaded and have referred to him as such, which I <laughs> yeah. think is utter bullshit. I think it's <laughs> fucking clownery, and I and I and I feel Spread bad. The word. Yeah, I feel bad for these guests that have to look down and you know pretend nice with somebody and be like, yeah, Chris, yeah, goaded. Like, can you? Because it's happened with two. It's happened with two guests now, and I think yep. this shit is absolute ridiculousness. It's fuckery of the only the Tony Gill proportions that we that we can only get. But can you tell me why this is happening? Like, why your name is goaded? I mean, I know why, but tell me why it's persisting. Um, you know, I just feel like I'm pretty good at this. 
There you have it. All and, right, and, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, it's safe space. It's, it's Black Dad safe space. You know, that's that's what this is. You can get anything off in this next 45 minutes and they can't touch you. They can't say a word about you. They can't do anything to you. You feel me? We are a protected class for about mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. You know, two hours and 23 minutes as we are sitting here recording uh, around 930 Central. Uh, welcome on in to the Full Go Podcast. I am Jason Goff. This thing is brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. We are here on a blessed Sunday evening, as my mother would say. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there putting in that work. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the pops and fathers-to-be, uh, you know, and shout out to your dad. If you are out there listening, uh, if you had a good relationship with your pops, if you had an estranged relationship with your pops, I hope that you can lean on some moments at some point and reflect on what the relationship was, if it was one. And also to the dads who have uh, left us, you know, we, we still thinking about y'all. You know, I always think on Mother's Day, you know, it's tough. And I got a chance to witness it firsthand in these last few years. But I always, you know, you, you see everybody saying Happy Mother's Day and all those other things. And then you think about like, man, there's somebody out there who whose mom isn't with them anymore. Maybe this day might be a little tough for them. Uh, not on Father's Day. We 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 really don't send out that kind of sentiment on Father's Day. We nobody really goes, "Hey man, if your pops ain't here no more," you know. And you think I do it because I try to be as thoughtful and as considerate as I possibly can to get the cool points for when I do the bullshit that I do in my normal life. But man, dog, Father's Day, and I and I'm just going, you know, one. How was y'all's Father's Day before I? Uh, before I get into this, Chris, you can start because you're, you're the only person who has a living child outside of the body right now. You know, my man, my man, you know, Tone is over there working on it. You know, he's he's he's, he's the, 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 the dish is in the oven. Right. And, and, and Steph is 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 coming along nicely. He's making sure he's keeping that stress off her head and making sure he's doing all he can, but he's, he, it hasn't hit him, hit him yet, right? Not until the package gets dropped off. Well, oh, you don't you, know until you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know until you know, man. Like, I thought I knew, and then I didn't know, and now I kind of know. You know 100%. what I mean? But I wanted to, I wanted to kind of comment on what you said earlier about how, like, the different sentiments of Mother's Day and oh, Father's yeah. Day, you know? Oh, so yeah. I just want to say, I just want to tell you what I did on Mother's Day for the mother of my child, you know. I, got I her think like this a, is going to be a great podcast. I got I her like, like a nice... Energy. Energy. <laughs> I, really, I love the energy because that's what I'm on today. I am on it like I've never been on it before. Oh, Chris, lead us off, my man. I mean, lead I just want to say, like, I got her like a nice patio set, little, like, umbrella with all the nice stuff on it. Um, you know, I got her like a nice, like, sweater, kind of set her up really nice, you know, and, like, uh, cooked her like a nice dinner. I took oh. her out to, I took her out to lunch and then i cooked her a nice dinner hey no problems at all man i'm down for it i'm down for it but i'm saying like father's day comes around a couple days before oh hey it's father's day in a couple huh right you know and so today i had a really great day i just was telling tony earlier I'll, I'll, i'll i'll review it already but this this is what i got for father's day Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching on Channel Zero, <laughs> he is holding up a card with a baby Yoda on it. Yoda Best. Yes. Yoda Best. Something cute. They always give you so something that's what cute I get. to, to kind of cut the anger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying there, there was a, a disconnect. Like, nobody made me dinner today. I also made dinner today, you know. Um, 
Um, but you know, I'm just saying it's cool. Fa- fathers, it's the way it is. You know, it's like, you know, the, the, the mom gives birth. The mom does. Like, hey, I can't say anything. We talked about this before. We talked no, about this before. You no, can't say shit, right? No, 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 no. It you is know? a new world order <laughs> and it's starting tonight. You hear like, me? The, 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 the you, text hey, are good evening hey. every time. Like you said, you know, I'm with Chris. Chris, <laughs> I am about to fucking explode on this microphone. And I don't know how much of this is going to get in the pod. And I always find out the day after how much actually got in the pod. And I always say, well, I said it. You got to stick by it. <laughs> Brother, I commend you. Okay? Because you are keeping... You are keeping their hope alive is what you're doing. You're, 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 you're making it now to like, let's here, let's diagram this thing here. Tony, how was your, you know, you know, Father's Day because you, your pops is still around, you know, mm-hmm. and, and of course you got a bun in the oven. So how did the Father's Day work out for you, player? Because I'm going to get back uh, to what Chris had to say. <laughs> my, my Father's Day was good, man. This is, this is kind of like my first one receiving you know anything? You know at this point. Oh, um, you got something. Yeah, okay. I did. I did. I had a couple. I had a couple That's a good nice start. things. Yeah. No, you gotta <laughs> tell me more. I, uh, tell me more. I, you may, maybe went, you are the goat. I want to hear this. <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> no, I mean you know we're, we're, we're are we preparing. are we recording this on video and everything too? Yeah, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> like to blast out everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Make make yeah. sure that we are taping today. <laughs> Make sure we are taping. I would love um, to see the ringer get some other things out into the feed after this pod. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, I got some a couple couple outfits. Um, I got I got a uh, what my wife did. She wrapped a gift from our daughter, and it's a little book called uh, I think it, Daddy Loves You. Um, and she wants me to. I'm going to read that to her every night while she's in the womb. So um, yeah, that was Aww. great. I uh, went to lunch with my dad. Uh, we spent the night at my uh, my in laws' uh, house yesterday, so we saw them yesterday and this morning. So, uh, all the all the dads in my life, Uncle, I got a chance to see him uh, on today. So today today was a good day, man. A day of self reflection, uh, and got to know you know a lot of information on the the other dads, right? Like that are operating in my life outside of my dad. Um, got to know about their relationship with their dad, stuff that I didn't know, you know, and then kind of self-reflection of like my godfather uh for example he didn't have his dad but he became Mm. an excellent man and father and human being because he you know he associated himself with my grandfather uh which is my my father's father um and he just grew grew and like he's supposed to be a a statistic you know but he became Mm -hmm. an excellent human being an excellent man so it's just a lot of self-reflection and reflection on the men in my life uh, so it turned out to be a very, very great day. That's super dope, dog. Like, honestly, that is that's really dope. I'm that's really totally like you. Cool. You made my night. You and I'm not even joking with you. You made my night just now. Uh, we should have had you go first so I could follow Chris's energy. It, they could be like a, a steady, you know, incline and have us drop right off the roller coaster that's about to happen here. Because I don't want to. I don't want to rush past the good feeling and the nature that I've, you know, that I have in my heart right now uh, because of that story. And that, for real, that is outstanding. So let me start. Let me start. Um, So all I've ever wanted to do in my life, all I've ever wanted to do was be a good dad. Like, 
before radio, before podcasts, and before TV, before whatever career, you know, you know, that's the path I set myself out on when I was 10, 11 years old. And I told my mom, hey, this is what I want to do. Even before that, I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to have a kid and I just want to be a great dad. Whatever that entails, whatever you have to go through, whatever you have to figure out, damn it, I just want to be a good dad. And, and that's kind of weird that a child would be thinking that, whatever. But, you know, as a kid, you know, my parents had me when they were 23 and 22 years old. Right. And, you know, they, they'd been <laughs> in the States for, at that point, what, six or seven years. So you're still getting acclimated to not only adulthood, but also the transition of living in a in another country and then coming here and setting up shop and taking care of business here. Right. So I listen, my parents, I love my parents with all my heart. They are the foundation that has um, that is. You know, propel me forward in a lot of things that I don't even know how or why I do certain things. But once I have some innate ability or instinct, I usually, I usually place it right at the feet of my parents. Like, yo, I am this because of y'all. And I will say this, my dad, I am who I am work-wise because of my father. You know, my father, I used to see my father get up every morning at 5 a.m and go work at the factory, right? And, you know, my dad was a mechanical engineer, right? And all of a sudden, that work turned into him getting promoted and him, him raising in the ranks, right? My dad was a professional, uh, but he still got up 5, 5.30 in the morning, even when he didn't have to, to go to work. Because my dad instilled in me at a very young age, no matter what, you got to get the job done. You got to figure out a way. No matter if you're having a bad day, good day, they ain't going to give a shit for various reasons. <laughs> One, you ain't going to be able to ever change. And two, don't nobody care. You know, don't tell me about the tide. Did you bring the ship in? Right. Don't tell me about the labor. Show me the baby, which you could probably never say, by the way, <laughs> as we're sitting here talking about Mother's Day. You can never, fellas, fellas out there, if this thing is working, don't ever, ever, ever say to your woman, don't tell me about the labor. Show me the baby. That is something that you say to your friends when no women are around at all. Okay. But my dad, you know, my dad's relationship with me was one of, I knew I was loved, right? I knew I was taken care of. I knew I was provided for. But my dad didn't have a lot of the, um, you know, emotional growth and tools and resources that I have, am equipped with. Like, I didn't have my child till I was 36 years old. It's a big age difference between 23 and 36, where you're established in your career. Certain things, you know, are there for you. There are certain pitfalls that you're going to encounter, but there's certain security that you have. Whereas my dad was, you know, he was doing his thing and he took care of business and he held us down, right? But his relationship and my relationship was one where he knew I adored him. He knew I loved him. And I felt like that was reciprocated, right? But we didn't have the, the conversations that you normally see on television or you normally hear about. Like me and my dad never had the sex conversation. I just knew that I couldn't bring any babies in that house. That, like that, that, that was the vibe, right? Like me and my dad rarely had conversations about women, right? When I was a kid or, or girls liking you or things of that nature. My uncles really had those conversations with me, right? So as a kid, I would say to myself, when I get my chance, these are the ways that I'm going to go about things 
the way my dad did, and also some other ways that my dad didn't, right? And like I said, no shade to my dad. Like, I don't, I don't give any blame or try to put any blame on my parents or as many external um, uh, variables as I possibly can because then you're just going to be chasing ghosts for the rest of your life. Like, at some point, you're responsible for uh, dealing with all of your environmental experiences, right? At some point, you got to find a way to cope so it doesn't uh, mess around and bleed over to your personal and professional relationships. Now, with that being said, fast forward, 36 years old, have my first kid, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm working drive time in, in a third market in the country, right? Like, Things were up, things were down. My kid was seven weeks premature. My Jace was two pounds and 12 ounces. So Jace was in the NICU for five and a half weeks. And every day during that time, I was going to work. I was paying $60 in parking over there because private parking in Chicago is a bitch. If y'all know, y'all know. <laughs> 60 days, $60 a day to, to, to park over there at Northwestern. You know, shout out to the Jackson Chance Foundation who provides parking um, help and assistance and other things for families who are in the NICU and just need some financial um, balancing out, you know, some financial supplementation. Right. So that was happening. And on top of it, you got to get that. You got to get that number, baby. You got you got work to do. You got to get those numbers. You got to get ratings. You got to get your bonuses. You got to make sure the sponsors are happy and you got to be kicking out compelling content while watching every single game you possibly can because you don't want anybody to have the drop on you. So when I got introduced to fatherhood, you know, it was a different atmosphere that I was in as opposed to what my dad was in. And from that point on, all I was thinking of was, how can I be the best for this little guy? Like, how can I be the best for Jace Carter Goff going forward? And I would always think about which sports were we going to watch? You know, how, what was he going to end up liking? And, and now he's six years old and he kind of gives me the courtesy, you know, I, I like watching the Sox with you, Dad, or I like watching the Bulls. He, you, two minutes in, that boy is in the room doing something else or wants to do a puzzle. You know, sports ain't his bag. And I'm cool with that. I am absolutely cool with that. Like, this is the other thing, too. You know, I'm growing up in an age where it's okay to look at your baby and be like, hey, man, you can do anything you want to do. You just got to let me know, and I'm trying to nurture it. <laughs> As opposed to back then, you know, when I was telling people I wanted to be in radio, hey, you know they don't make no damn money, right? So you know that'd be a bad, bad choice for you. <laughs> they don't make no money, and you're going to be messing around, bouncing from city to city to city. So good luck with that. <laughs> now go live your dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't have that in me. So I've grown up in a different way. But, 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 but. I've also grown up in the way of, hey, man, just... Just keep the, the ship steady. Don't say anything when you're feeling something because you don't want to upset the apple cart. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? That stops today here on this Father's Day, the prequel to Juneteenth. Hit a homer with $5 Dinger Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Each Tuesday, all customers will get $5 in bonus bets for every home run hit by both teams when you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on MLB games. And the best part about Dinger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses, FanDuel will pay you $5 for every single home run. 
All right, I got a couple of home run picks for you. One on the north side, one on the south side. I'm going to go with Jake Berger. I mean, Jake Berger has had a home run stroke at guaranteed rate field, but it seems like he is due for that thing to start happening on the road as well. So I'm going to go with Jake Berger. And on the north side, I'm telling y'all right now, Ian Happ. Ian Happ, if you looked at him over the last couple of weeks, the power uptick has happened. It seems like the bat is little bit faster as the weather is getting a little bit warmer so ian hap jake Berger are my dinger tuesday home run picks there's no better place to bet america's pastime than on america's number one sportsbook head over to your fanduel account or download the fanduel sportsbook app by going to fanduel.com slash full go to pick your home run hitter that's fanduel.com slash full go must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires in seven days. Max bonus $25. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. For everybody that's listening, and I've really not never talked about this, um, but you know, you could put two or two together, right? Like Jace's mom and I aren't together, right? <laughs> like the... <laughs> I, my fiance isn't Jace's mom. Okay. So Father's Day comes with different situations where it's like, all right, it's not my weekend, but I got my guy because it's Father's Day. That's what the deal is. That's what the arrangement is. I have you know, <laughs> it's been now, what, three, four years of separation? <laughs> Father's Days have not gotten any more pleasant for the kid <laughs> than three or four years ago. <laughs> and I, I can laugh at it because I can laugh at it at this point. But I want I will have y'all know <laughs> two years ago on Mother's Day, <laughs> I got bags for my mother, <laughs> my sister. <laughs> I got one for my son's mom, even though <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all know what that meant just now. And also got one for my fiance, right? Because I wanted the four women who are around my son to understand how much I appreciate everything that they do. I work at night, you know? I, <laughs> there are 82 games a year in an NBA schedule. Sometimes I'm not at home. Sometimes one of those four ladies has to pick up not only the slack for me, but also be themselves, right? So I have four nurturers around my son and I appreciate them with all of my heart. Fast forward to this year, Father's Day. <laughs> Last year, eh, whatever, you know, went out, whatever case may be. But this year, I don't know why it hit kind of different because this year, <laughs> My fiance is working. <laughs> My mom and sister aren't close in proximity anymore. So I got to, I got to, you know, I got to damn near hop on a flight to go see them how far they lived at this point. And the situation is still the situation with Jason's mom. So <laughs> at the drop off today, there was no mention of Father's Day. Zero. <laughs> not, a, not a happy one not a, I hope you have a bad one <laughs> not a <laughs> my fellas are shaking their heads in silence on the camera right now not a not a not a hello not even that <laughs> so I was like aha this day's gonna get off to a rip roaring start 
I got, first of all, I want to I want to take y'all back to the weekend because the weekend, you know, I went out to the High Park Summerfest. Shout out to Dave, Jeff. Shout out to everybody who was out there. Chicago looked beautiful. It was a terrific time. Um, I went on a Saturday session, did not go on a Sunday session because obviously it's Father's Day. He wanted to chill with my little guy. Plus, I knew nobody would care enough about me to have anything planned for me. So Saturday, I'm walking around High Park. From 5 o'clock to about 10.30. Now, (laughs) I'm 42 years old. I'll have so many steps in me. And to stand up for five hours and walk around for five hours, it took a lot out the kid. It it, it drained me, physically and mentally. They walked back to the car in the dark. Like, I forgot what festivals do to the body. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not equipped. So this morning, when the drop off occurred, I'm still hobbling around. <laughs> I'm still sore. I'm about to pop a couple of Tylenol, you know. And now I got to entertain my guy because you ain't just going to be with dad and it's not popping like, you know. And then I started to think like, <laughs> this is my day, though. This is my day. So what do we do? We watched a couple movies. We went outside, went to the park, you know, rode bikes. Uh, what else did we do? Walked over by the Taste of Randolph, saw way too many people out there, busted a U-turn, went back to the car. Like, we moved around a little bit, you know. I barbecued a little bit for him because I cooked all the meals today. Yeah, Father's Day. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. But... For the fathers out there, I will tell y'all something now. If you don't understand and and get, if you need to turn the speakers down a little bit because you got the babies in the car or maybe you've got your significant other in the car, just pause it right now and then get back to it later. Or if you'd like for them to hear this, turn it all the way up a little bit more, okay? You know, and just, if you want to at this moment, look over and stare that person in the eye. You have to understand, dads, we're not playing by the same rules. I literally could not get a reservation the last couple of years without having advance notice on Mother's Day. You can walk into a place right now with 45 people and be seated on Father's Day. (laughs) Fellas, they don't give a shit about us. Stop Stop pretending like it's not okay. <laughs> okay? It has to be okay. They don't care. All right? So if you didn't get anything today, if no one did anything for you today, if you are out there cooking today, like, like fellas, I, I know of a few dudes who are out there barbecuing today. Hey, man, it's been 15, 20 years that she has been watching you light that motherfucking grill. You mean to tell me today she couldn't spray a little lighter fluid? Huh? Nah, fellas, we got to get back. This hey, this happy wife, happy life thing has has zombied us out to making us stifle these feelings and 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 run towards sports or all the other things that are coping mechanisms for us. Today is the day that we stand up and say no more. And I know Juneteenth is tomorrow, so everybody's gonna be on they, you know, on they pride situation. But guess what? Mm-mm. That ain't for you either tomorrow. So just enjoy yourself as much as you possibly can. But we got to start pushing back, guys. Okay? Treat Father's Day like Mother's Day gets treated from here on out. Find out who's around you. I'm not even joking anymore. Like, we need to start treating Father's Day exactly like Mother's Day is treated. Because it should be that way. 
because we got a bunch of brothers walking around here. And, you know, when I say brothers, I'm talking about all of us, right? I'm not just talking about the black brothers. But we got a bunch of dudes running around here who don't know how to be treated well. <laughs> like, 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 so I'm sorry, man. You know, we get two days out the year. Two. We get birthday, which is pretty much answering everyone's text and making sure your mama know she, you know, thank you for having me, mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so you get the birthday and then you get Father's Day. And if they ain't coming through on Father's Day, then what are we talking about? Huh? You know, Tony's the only person on this, on this group that has a family that loves him. And it's as simple as that. Tony gave you his story. You know, they, they went down the family tree while all the soul food was being passed around the table. You know, everything glistening, yams, turkey, you know, side of beef, ham. We actually went to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, even better. You know? That's love. That's give, love. Me, give me another spoonful of butter. You feel me? I'm down. Okay? But... You know, some of this is in jest. Some of it is serious. I hope y'all had a happy Father's Day out there. I hope everything was uh, up to your liking. And I will say this, you know, I got I got to spend a day with my guy. And any day I could do that is a good day. We kicked it. I learned more about my man. Um, fatherhood has taught me a lot of things about myself that I never knew were possible. I've suffered from imposter syndrome uh, since I was a kid whether it be being in cool groups or being a part of teams or, you know, then being a professional at 19, 20 years old and being like, oh shit, when are they going to find out that maybe, just maybe, I'm not up to snuff. And those groups always wanted me around more, right? Like those things always accepted me more than I was understanding of. Fatherhood is the only thing that I have ever been confident in that I'm doing my best. And for all you dads out there, you know, I know sometimes, you know, there's nowhere to turn. There's nowhere to, there's no pillow to scream into. <laughs> there's no heavy bag that you can hit hard enough. You know, there, there's no jog or walk that, that is far enough for you to go on. But I, uh, I commend all of you. I commend all of you in whatever way that you were in your child's life, whether you were in the home or you were fighting to be in a home or you are doing whatever you can to communicate and contact and, and show your kids that you love them, I commend you. And, and stay there. Stay, you know, keep up the good fights. Make sure that you understand that you're not perfect and give yourself the grace that you are forced to give everyone else in your life. Okay? So for all the pops out there, Thank you so much for raising the kids that you have raised. For all the dads out there who might be going through a little bit of self-doubt, amen, it's going to be okay because that baby loves you more than you will ever realize. You know, I, every time I look at my son, I let him know how much I love him. And he tells me right back. And even if he doesn't tell me, I already know. I already know. I feel it. I feel it in his voice. I see it in his skin. I hear it. I hear it in his laugh. You see? You feel me? So, Fathers out there, keep doing your job, man. And, and not only doing your job, but, you know, make it a passion project. And I promise you, it's going to be more fulfilling than any, any monetary reward, any um, adoration from, you know, the moms or the, 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 the family members out there. Nah, it's going to come from them babies. So, you know, keep up the good fight, y'all. And uh, keep giving everything that you got. And uh, I'm, I'm sure if you do that, you will appreciate the returns because these kids... 
these kids got a hold on us for a reason. So continue to pour into that and, uh, you know, keep it a, keep it player, keep it player. And uh, they got 364 days to get their shit in order for next year. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Bulls talk with Jason Golf on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. So, last time we potted, uh, we were talking about Zach Levine and his uh, connection to Bradley Beal over these last couple of years and how I thought it was right for any kind of interest to be gauged or for you to make phone calls if you're the Chicago Bulls in terms of Bradley Beal being on the market. So, hey, we got this uh, shinier piece that's a couple of years younger and you can move him if you want to because that no-trade clause is in Bradley Beal's contract is kind of prohibitive. Well, since that pod and since this weekend, Bradley Beal seems to be on the move to the Phoenix Suns. Now, they're still trying to figure out how the deal is going to be completed from the last thing that I saw. Like a lot of stuff is saying Chris Paul is going to the Wizards and if he'll be waived and he'll be moved on or can they find a third team to just send him to without the waiver process taking place. Chris Paul gets a $10 million trade kicker, by the way. Hey, shout out to being the president of the Players Union at this age and making it a lot better for older players. Like, there's a lot of ways you can move, and and Chris Paul has moved the way that he is supposed, well, the way that is most beneficial for him and older players in the league this last half a decade. Like, I know young boys in the league, like, hey, man, we got we to gotta take a vote because these old cats are staying in these jobs because of these numbers that, that are uh, committed to them. Like, if, if you're paying somebody $45 million and I'm out here busting ass for $2 million, you can look me in the face and be like, all right, well, we got to get the $45 million guy on the, you know, we got to get him on the court. But I digress. Yeah, former star players is, is the key. He's not doing it for, uh, you know, just all the old heads. Nah, he's doing it for former well, retired players are very happy about Chris Paul being the head of Players Union. He's gotten them a lot of money over the last few years in terms of pensions and you know, um, other thing, uh, healthcare, family-wide healthcare is important. And these older cats, you know, when you're on that second and third family, <laughs> them eight, nine kids, you know, four of them need braces. And these boys' pockets is getting ran out here. So Chris Paul is doing a lot for the old heads as well. Uh, but Bradley Beal moving on to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Tony, as a Bulls fan and a Bulls observer, I'm looking at uh, pick swaps and second round picks and <laughs> the moving of a 30 some odd, you know, late 30 some odd year old point guard for what is thought of as one of the top 30 players in the league, right? A max contract guy, guy with a full no trade clause, which is, 
I'm sorry. If I'm if I'm giving up that dude, I'm trying to get a lot more back. So it looks like Washington, you know, didn't get as much as they possibly could. But if they did, does that make you feel any different about the the continuity and the the running it back, the 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 spinning the block nature of the plan for this team going forward? Because if you're gonna get Zach Levine and put him out there. And then you see the return for a similar player is this. How does that change your mind? Because I know how I know how it affects me. Or does it change your mind at all? Oh, no, no. I was like, yeah, yeah, the Bulls, they got him. They got to trade Zach right now. Like when I saw what they got for for Brad Beal, I was like, oh, they got shafted because that no trade clause. Uh, And, you know, considering the his agent is the the dad of the CEO of the Suns. So they weren't going to get full value just based on those two things alone. Uh, but I, I instantly tweeted out. I was like, yeah, the Bulls, they'll get more than that for Zach Levine. They, they, they have to. He's younger, no trade clause. So basically any team that wants him uh, will have to pay the requisite amount. Um, and if you just, whatever happens to Chris Paul, Chris Paul is still a very productive player. Um, they got the pick swaps uh, for the second round. The Bulls can definitely get more than that. And I think on that premise, you can restart your franchise. You can reset your franchise in the proper way and reset your foundation in the proper way with that trade. And now that that trade is kind of you know done, even though they're still ironing out the details of what that is, I think you have to really, truly consider if you're AK and Mark Eversley about moving Zach with now knowing what that return with the trade clause is. I think you really have a shot here, an opportunity before the NBA draft. Everybody is kind of scrambling, right, for, you know, that number three pick or Damian Lillard or Zion Williamson. The Portland Portland pick is the... um that's that's the target if we're really having a conversation now. If Zion Williamson and his name is being thrown out there, if you want to, you know, if you want to upstream the, the the New Orleans Pelicans, right, and be like, yo, by the way, Zach Levine right here plays in games, right? Won't have to worry about some of the things you got to worry about with Zion. Also, let's not get it twisted. Zion Williamson is a far greater player than Zach Levine is at this point in his career if, you know, if he's healthy. But that part is the major caveat. So this draft night is going to be so, so important for the Bulls because, one, you got to get in the draft. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you got to find a way to start turning over some of these, some of these uh, roster spots. You've counted on and shout out to Javante Green, shout out to a lot of these guys, you know, over the last few years that have been very, very valuable. But it's time to start putting talent in the positions where you're okay. we're counting on this guy. But at the same time, there's a different pedigree of player in that position. Right. Whether it be if you're going to get an energy guy, if you're going to get a shooter or whatever the case may be, like they got to get in this draft some way, somehow, I think. Um, and I, you know, I've talked to anybody in the organization about it, but this is just from what I'm seeing and how the landscape is kind of laying itself out. That that Portland Trailblazers pick, that the the draft starts at two, right? 
So you've got San Antonio, you've got Houston, you've got Portland in those first three. Seems like Houston is going to figure out whoever, you know, <laughs> between Miller, between Henderson, whoever whoever that guy is going to be. And now that we're getting closer and closer to the draft, you know, I'm starting to think less and less about Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. <laughs> Shout out to being old, by the way. <laughs> shout out to shout out to like you being 24 or younger listening to this pod right now and thinking to yourself, damn, he just said Dennis Miller. I wonder what old reference that is. Well, don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry about it. I apologize. You know, I, I he was an old comic who got a chance. Remember when he got remember when he got a shot at Monday Night Football? That's right. Remember that fit? And it was like, hey, let's let's have Dennis Miller and politics and Monday Night Football. And then all of a sudden, they didn't want politics and sports. It was, it was weird how that worked out. But I digress. I digress. Not Dennis Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Miller. Yeah. So I am, uh, I'm becoming more convinced that neither Brandon Miller nor uh, Scoot Henderson are the give this guy the ball and you'll win a championship because this guy has the ball four, five, six, seven years from now. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I see a really, really fine player in Scoot Henderson, the same way I see in Brandon Miller. But it's Wimbenyama and everybody else, obviously. And then after that, we're talking about really, really, really good players. And I don't. And of course, a, a franchise, you know, tentpole dude pops out every once in a while. Right? Not even once in a while, damn near once a draft where you see, okay, this guy is going to be a superstar. We didn't see it coming. I think that those two dudes' ceilings are star players, but we're talking about Zach Levine, right? I mean, Zach Levine is a star player right now, so it's not a slight, right? You could be a max player, and we've tell how, how many times have you had this conversation on this pod about us talking about the best guy on the championship team. Well, it's like three or four of those guys who really, really can change a team's future and trajectory championship-wise. So I don't think Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson are going to be the cream of the crop. You know, this is why you're going to be a different franchise going forward, guys. I think they're going to be compliment, really, really good complimentary guys to star guys. If you're going to give up Zach Levine, you also got to understand DeMar DeRozan is still on your team. So are we talking full rebuild now? Because if you go for the number three pick, then you got you to gotta look DeMar DeRozan in the face and be like, hey, you got to go too. So now we're talking about having two assets that people may want coming up into the draft and nobody knowing what the future is. Like, I don't know. When's the last time we felt like this as Bulls fans? Well, we had no clue what the future was going to be. Now, I'll say this. I'd be surprised if either one of them got traded before draft night or on draft night. Be very surprised. But the Jimmy Butler trade, you know, that was a surprise. And this team and this organization is still trying to find its bearings since then. So if I'm sitting in AK's seat, if I'm sitting in Mark Eversley's seat, First of all, I, I don't know that I would be in this position. And also, we don't know what the uh, the financial constraints on some of the moves that they have made were. Like, who's telling Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnaschovas, we got to be relevant right now, so forget all that development and drafting that we hired you to do. You know, we got to press this button now. 
So not knowing that takes a lot out of the equation for me. But if we're living in a bubble, right? Well, no, I don't want to say that because if we're living in a bubble, it's a lot worse times, right? Like, I don't want to go back to two years ago, two and a half years ago. Remember, remember when we was all locked down? Remember that? Remember that? I drank water from a drinking fountain in a park today. And it felt, I, I can't remember the last time I did it. First of all, before, pre-COVID, I couldn't remember the last time I had done it. But I remember, like, drinking fountains being off and, and signs being up at playgrounds. I don't know what took me there. Oh, yeah, the bubble. But, yeah, I drank water from a drinking fountain today. Yeah, that was my Father's Day gift. So, yeah, back to the bubble. <laughs> if we're doing this in a bubble, if we're constructing this squad in a bubble, I look at Zach Levine, I look at DeMar DeRozan, I think you guys are terrific players, but we've seen, I think, what the ceiling of this is when you guys are the determining factors on who gets shots and where they get shots. So with that being said, Tony Gill, why shouldn't Chris Paul be a Chicago Bull on Thursday, huh? Why, why shouldn't the, the Washington Wizards and, and the Phoenix Suns get a phone call from Mark Eversley and our tourist car to show and say, hey, you got a 37-year-old point guard. We can, oh, don't give me them long-ass sides now because you motherfuckers made Pat Bev time a thing for two and a half weeks at the end of this season, okay? Y'all asses was running around here talking shit. Like we had just scooped up Mookie Blaylock. You feel me? Like we, like we, like we just got the, 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 the penultimate, you know, defender at the point guard position, floor general, gonna give you a little bit of spunk, was talking shit to Vooch in that Detroit game and told him where he should have been. And everybody's like, see, this is what we needed. And then we get to the position where it's time to hit a shot, and it's time to do other things. And all y'all went back in y'all little holes because that's where y'all belong. So why? Why now is it crazy for me to say, as Arturis Karnasharvis and Mark Eversley, who have looked y'all in the face and been like, hey, man, we're going to run this thing back. You know, they dip, they dip, they toe in that, we're going to run this thing back water. And it's like, ooh, that's just a little... Still a little warm and it's still, still a little hot in there. Like, like a good lukewarm kind of pool. You feel me? I don't want to boil my balls off over here. Why? Tell me why. If if pick swaps and second round picks and all these other things are being moved around and they need a third team to trade with. Tell me why Chris Paul shouldn't be a Chicago Bull after Thursday. Uh, that is a you can't. perfectly bull you can't. scenario. <laughs> like, hey, That's what know, I'm saying. we already here. We already here. Let's push the button again. We need to stop <laughs> thinking about uh. this in terms of what we would do. We need to start talking about what is likely or what the trends have shown us, okay? I mean, we can take it back to all the things we talked about in the first segment. <laughs> what we would do don't matter anymore, okay? If, 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 I mean, <laughs> take if your Yoda best card and, and, and ship Chris Paul over to the Chicago Bulls and let's figure this thing out because that I'm telling you now Tony it's not getting broken down they not blowing yeah. this thing up yeah, if you, if you had to pick what's most likely they trade Zach Levine or they make a phone call to be the third <laughs> team to acquire Chris Paul like no matter how complex that second option is to make that work <laughs> I could see that happening with this regime more than I would like more like more than likely see Zach Levine gone and that's hey, that's, hey. that's 
Yeah, okay. Kenny Williams just sit up in his bed like The Undertaker. He's like, I feel someone going and getting an old star that they coveted 10 years ago. <laughs> this feels like a move I would make. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny Williams. Just, I mean, y'all you know, know the joke. Like, Kenny always gets his man, whether it be at that trade deadline or 10 trade deadlines down the road. Like, shout out to Sean Figgins and all the people that, like, you know, you know what I mean? Dudes are on the White Sox like seven years after their prime, whereas like Ken Griffey Jr. is now a White Sox or Manny Ramirez is playing left field for some reason on the Chicago White Sox. Like, it happens, right? Like, we got Albert Bell, you know, right during his prime and that didn't work out too well. Although, he had one of the more ridiculously productive seasons, but everybody hated him and the team was bad. Do you know in 122 years, the White Sox have made the playoffs 11 times? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 11 times. I don't think this year is going to be the year. I I have a feeling that this year is going to be similar to what the trend showed us over the past 122 seasons. Um, but Jay, do you really want Chris Paul? See, is that what you're trying again, to say on this pod? Do again, you want Chris see, Paul in Chicago? And, and maybe, maybe this is the theme of the pod. It ain't about you. <laughs> it ain't about you. You feel me? Like you asking me, is this what I want? No. You know what I want? You know what I want on the you know who I want on the Bulls? You want me to tell you? I want Jokic at center. Uh I want Giannis at the power forward. Give me uh I don't, I don't really rock with Luca too tough. Um here, let me let me let me skip that. You know, because if I put Braun there, everybody gonna be mad about me. You know, uh, you like Braun too much. You like one of the greatest players of all time. How dare you? Uh as shooting guard, I'd like Devin Booker. No, I'll keep Zach as shooting guard. I'll keep Zach as shooting guard, you know, because with this team I'm putting together, you know, you ain't gonna be able to stop me. And then at point guard. I'm bringing in the man who, you know, is going to come back clean as a whistle. And that's John Morant. So, you know, with with Jokic, uh, uh, Kumpo, uh, you know, fuck y'all. Braun at the small forward, Zach Levine, and John Morant, there it is. I answered your question, Chris. That is what I want. It don't matter what we want. It don't matter. If it mattered what we wanted, Luke Kennard would have been knocking down shots in the second play-in game against the Miami Heat while Max Struess was getting his 31. But guess what? Wanted Luke Kennard at the trade deadline, didn't get him. If it mattered what I wanted, Tyrese Halliburton would be the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls, and we wouldn't be having this motherfucking conversation if it mattered what I wanted. Okay? If it mattered what I wanted, all right? All right? You really want to do this with me? Huh? If it mattered what I wanted, Steven Silas would not have been fired from the Houston Rockets because he'd be in his fourth or fifth year as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Okay? If it mattered what I wanted, what do you want? What have you not learned, Chris? Tony is still, you know, Tony's still going through that phase of shit still mattering what he wants in his life. You know, he in his early 30s, right? He just got married. He about to have a baby. None of life has really crashed down on his fucking head yet. But with me and you, you know, you see the grays, I see the grays. You're going to say to me with a straight face, what would you like? 
What about Chicago sports has ever asked me what the fuck I would like and answered with what I wanted? Huh? Have you seen a Bears draft for the last 45 years? What would I like? I got Justin Fields. <laughs> That's my once in a lifetime sports wish that it was granted. Oh, look, it'd be cool if we got just. Oh, shit, got Justin Fields. And nothing else matters from here on out. I got what I like one time. You know, maybe that's the theme. <laughs> you get what you want one time, and then after that, you keep it moving. What would I like? What would I... Chris, fine, bring Chris Paul here. Bring him here. Bring him here. You know? You're just a hamstring away. You have him on your team, you're a hamstring away from your goals. Hey, man. man. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> listen, hey. <laughs> I don't know if you've been uh, watching what has been uh, happening here over the last half a decade or so, Chris, but um, <laughs> playoffs be nice, you know? Playoffs be cool. You build on those and then, you know, find yourself in an Eastern Conference, semis, whatever the case may be. Like, what if Chicago was the place that, that, that Chris Paul would finally land so he could achieve his championship glory? Huh? We don't have the Chris Paul conversation often enough either about, like, as far as top five players at their position, tell me who's, got, who's had the least heat on him for being the best player on a team and having no championships. Like, just think of top fives at each position. And each one of those guys either had to win a championship or we looking at them like, you ass. Because you did. Charles Barkley, every year, has to hear from common folk <laughs> about what he didn't do. And the only reason we still talk about him because he's still in our face. Right? There's a bunch of dudes walking around with the Charles Barkley legacy, but Charles has become our good old Uncle Charles because he's on the dopest TV show in America. Chris Paul, though. He's he, he, he running between them raindrops, ain't he, boy? We don't, we don't say nothing. <laughs> Damn, Chris, Chris's body gave up on him again. Shucks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> time to move on. Yeah, still top five. Greatest floor general of his, of his generation. Greatest leader of it. Lead him to what? What does he let anybody to? Huh? Was he on the team where he's missed 20-some-odd Three-pointers in a row. He was hurt before that. He was hurt that series before that, right? He got hurt before that happened, right? If I'm not mistaken. Remember Lob City and how that was supposed to revolutionize the NBA? The Clippers were supposed to be a thing. Clippers still ass 10 years later. And he might be going back to the Clippers. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, yes, if you're asking what I want, fine. That's cool. (laughs) Bring them on. Because if Bulls fans are sitting out here waiting for Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan to be traded, I tell you, don't hold your breath. Now, I've been wrong before, you know, but I don't see it happening. I do not see them burning this thing down to the ground and all of a sudden saying to their fan base, hey, we tried. I don't don't think Billy Donovan came here for that. I don't think Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley came here for that. And I don't think that's what Michael Reinsdorf is about at this very moment. So, yeah, Chris Paul, come on down. We got 25 games for you. You know, you get to pick which ones throughout the year. All right? As long as you can get that 20, 25 minutes a game during that play-in tournament, that's all we need from you right now. That's all we need from you as, as, as a fan base, as a city, huh? as a record label and a staff and a collective. That's all we need. Chris Paul, come on down. What do I need? Ha, I appreciate you, though, Chris. You're the first person that has asked me that question today. 
time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Hey, I shit on Tim Anderson tomorrow. This motherfucker. I wish, I wish. Hey, it's time for his black ass to go. It's time. It's time. Like, I'm trying. I'm tr- like, you know what it is? Like, it's like when you get your, <laughs> when you get your homeboy a job at your gig and you just look at him like, hey, hey, you fucking up. <laughs> you, 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 I'm looking out for you. <laughs> but you, how the fuck you not going to play? And the manager can't tell anybody why. And then say he wished you a happy Father's Day and you sitting on the bench. You, you should go the fuck home. If you have a day off and it's about Father's Day and you're in fucking Seattle, if they was in Seattle, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, why the fuck are you there? Like, what, what's happening here? And if the manager has to then go explain, like, I got to know that this shit is getting ready to happen. You got to tell me what the fuck is going on because my ass is out here getting fricasseed. Like, I ain't got the pull in this fucking clubhouse. Like, business is business, man. Like, you know, I, I said that shit about my daddy at the top for a reason. Like, if, if it wasn't for my dad, I would not be able to fucking do anything that I do at any competent level because the, the fucking waters be rocky, man. Like, motherfuckers be dealing with shit out here and, and look right into a fucking camera or look right into their job and say, hey, that shit don't matter right now. We got we to gotta fucking bring in the ship. So... So if you're getting a day off for Father's Day and it's something physical, but the manager can't tell us, what the fuck are we talking about here? And your teammates are sitting like, what the, are we fathers too? What the fuck are we doing? Can we just chill? The most underwhelming team in fucking sports right now. Like, can we just take a day off too? You got to be careful, man. You got to be fucking careful. Either that or you got to start to fucking hit the ball out the park. You can play. You can fuck up, but if you're playing well, and if you're not playing well, hey man, <laughs> it's gonna be. You thought them, you thought them Jackie chants was something for. Wait till they start coming from the south side, because I'm sure they already have. Like this shit is about to get nasty for him this summer. They, he got to go, and I hope he, I hope he rebounds. Like I, I, you know, I know people here in the city who have had interactions with him. And charity functions too. 
and seen him, you know, not be the best to kids and not really want to interact and that kind of thing. So it's like, hey, dog, turning left, turning right. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming up with a good, you know, Carfax on you. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you could be all this when you're out here balling. Cannot do this while you while you ass. And the mental rigors and all, like, you got to take a break. If you got to take a break, you got to take a break. But if you're there, you know, <laughs> you got to go to work. You got to produce. And if anybody understand that, a black man understand that. <laughs> like, they ain't, <laughs> there ain't no fucking soft landings for you. Sorry. You know, and it sucks. It sucks. You know, there's many a time where I'm like, ah, where, where, where that soft? No, uh, nah. You got you to figure it out. And then find your little safe space and go cry in that corner or or go cry to that person. But I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get what's going on with my brother because you can't say the, uh, the outside shit isn't affecting you now. You can't say it. So if that's the case and you got to shut it down in a way that nobody shut it down before, then take your time. Make up an injury. Do what you got to do. But get the fuck out that dugout, get the fuck out that clubhouse, get the fuck out that lineup if you're not locked in. You got to get locked in. Yeah. For Tim, now at this point, there needs to be some real conversations with everybody involved, right? Like if if it's resulting to unexplainable injuries where guys are getting like random days off in the in the division that's bad that you can still kind of get it where every game matters for you. You know, at this point, it's like what 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 are you doing? Hey, it's, I, it's confusing. I wonder, I wonder to, who it, trusts who, Tony. Yeah, it, it's confusing to all involved. It's confusing to the fans. It's confusing to everybody. You know, so if 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 they're not having conversations, I don't care if they're on the road. If they're not on getting on a conference call. It'd be like, what are we doing this year? Like, really, what truly are we doing? All I know is this Yoan Mankata back injury and the things that are coming out about it, about how long he's played on it and the people that he told about it. Like, this is this is all bad. And this is on the heels of Lance Lynn uh, having a 16 strikeout game, by the way, and losing. You lose you lose the game where he had the most swings and misses in in the majors this season. The most. Like Lance Lynn has been bad, right? Like he hadn't, he, he'd probably tell you that too. Lance Lynn has not been good this year. For him to come out, throw a 16 strikeout game, and then you lose it because, you know, Ray Ray, Reynaldo Lopez, you know, bad outing, right? In the jam, three run triple happens. Like you're losing series, you're losing players. This shit is ugly. It's ugly. And you've got a first-year manager who still, like, you haven't really even introduced yourself to your players because of all the adversity and all the bullshit that you had to weed through in the beginning of the season. Like, you've really had no high moments where you're like, ah, man, nice to meet you. Saw saw how you performed in that moment. Or, you know, like the introductions. Because I, I, I'm being, I'm not being facetious, actually. Like, when we talk about the nice to meet you part, like, you don't meet your coworkers until either shit hit the fan or y'all get on a roll. Right? And hopefully, you, you get on a roll early or you get the vibes early so that when shit does hit the fan, you know what to expect. 
Pedro Grifo has no idea what to expect out of anybody in this clubhouse. You just got introduced to all of them. And the introductions that are being made is, there's some loser shit in here. So if I'm him, I'm like, you know, how long do I save the losers and make myself look foolish? Or do I lose this clubhouse and be like, there's a bunch of fucking losers in here? I mean, that's the question. Because it's just ugly. Like every two days, there's something. Every two or three days, there's something. Physical errors, mental errors, base running errors. Guys hitting hitting balls to the warning track. You think the game's over, so you're just walking on in. You never know who could trip and fall. Luis Robert Jr., you never know what you never know what could happen in that Dodgers game. You make the effort, especially when you ass. <laughs> especially when your team ain't good. But hey, the summer of the Sox continues. That's all the time we have for episode 256 of the Full Go Podcast. want to thank our production staff, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. Shout out to Steve Cerruti. This is his first Father's Day, you know, baby in tow. I saw the, I saw the Instagram. I saw you flashing all that, that, that leg meat. I see you, Cerruti, out here with the, the hoochie daddy shorts on. He is officially a hoochie daddy, so I feel you, Steve. You know, out there, got them hairy-ass gams out here, boy. <laughs> and they got them thighs out. I see you, Cerruti. Oh, man. Shout out to Steve Cerruti and uh, his beautiful family. Happy Father's Day to him. Of course, my main man, Tony Gill, who as soon as he jumps off this pod is going to be whispering sweet, gentle words into the belly of his beautiful, beautiful wife, Steph, because he's got a baby book. And now I made a promise. Baby on the way. Yeah, man. Gotta read Look it. at you, boy. Look at you. I know what you did this pod, too. I know what you were on. You knew this was going to be some bullshit and you wanted to separate yourself as like the, the good guy. I know. I'm, you, you're not going. I've known you for too long. You're not going to fool me, because I know the kind of creep and bad person you are. But all of a sudden, you saw the look in my eyes, and I, frankly, I, I think you made up the entire Father's Day scenario that you <laughs> that you relayed to us, because you knew that uh, I had fire in my eyes. But no, shout out to you. Shout out to the Gill family, all the all the Gill daddies over there uh, with the Gills, and of course our Chief Vibes Officer. The fly guy himself, Mr. Chris Sutton. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody out there listening to this thing. Thank you for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to it, following it, sharing it with your friends and family. Uh, make sure when you rate and review us, you give us the five stars that you know we need. If not, we're going to see you in these streets. And I actually saw y'all in these streets. Hey, but before we go, should have probably started with this. Beautiful, beautiful moment out there at Hyde Park Summerfest. I had a brother come up to me, and I already had my eyes on this dude because, one, I was standing there with a bunch of my friends, and fellas, we can admit when there is like an in-shape, handsome man in our our peripheral view, like we start to kind of tighten up a little bit, you know, suck the stomach in a little bit, put the shoulders back a little, you know, a little, 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 know, a little posturing, you know, like, you know, uh, it was leg day for me yesterday, man. So that's why I'm a little, I'm a little soft up here, you know, I'm around the shoulders. This dude was standing there and he gave me the glance and then he came over and he was like, yo, been following your career forever. 
appreciate what you do out here. Uh, and he brought his lovely wife over, uh, beautiful dark-skinned sister. We sat there and talked for a while. Uh, I promised him that he couldn't hold anything that I was going to say against me because I was vibing. We was having a good time. But he came over and he uh, he blessed me with a whole bunch of really, really cool words. And he let me know uh, that we ain't doing this thing uh, for no reason, right? Like there are people out there who appreciate the pod, who understand what the target audience is, which is just cool people, right? People who want to have a good time and laugh at some things, smile at some things, get mad about some things, but in the end, just have a full go conversation, right? So uh, I appreciate the love. Uh, everybody out there, thank you so much for, you know, accepting the pod. There's a lot of people out there at the High Park Summerfest that gave me love on this pod and, of course, all the stuff that we do on the pre and post. So please understand it is always appreciated. If I feel weird or am responding weird in the moment, it's just because I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to deal with compliments and accept them, and I don't know that I ever will. So I'm going to immediately turn the conversation towards you, and then we can start having a real diatribe. So thank you so much for everybody who has been um, behind this thing and who has been supporting this thing. It was a lot of love out there this weekend. We didn't hear about any foolishness, right? You had the entire Black Chicago out there, and also some of my white brethren and white sistren out there, too. You know, it was a multicultural event. High Park Summerfest seemed to come off without a hitch. Uh, would have loved to see 2 Chains uh, headline the show. Clips were amazing. Don't get me wrong. I loved the clips. It was great to see Malice and, and, uh, and Pusha on the stage together. Uh, they did damn near the whole Hell Hath No Fury album, which I was, I was enthralled with. But, but, but the ladies were like... I don't know the words to this. <laughs> so so 2 Chains probably would have ended that thing a lot better, uh, but I enjoyed myself. So shout out to Dave, Jeff, and everybody involved at the High Park Summerfest. So thank you so much to everybody for uh, downloading this thing, like I mentioned, being a part of this thing. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of yourselves. Uh, be safe. And remember to stay sucker free. We will talk to y'all on Tuesday. Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800- Nine with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.